Jazz Experience, Season 2. Let's go! Thanks for joining us for Season 2. Join the conversation with Nat, Dez, and friends as they share how to transform culture through family. Hey guys, welcome to the Matt and Des Experience. I'm your co-host, Matt Gonzalez. And I'm your other co-host, Desiree Gonzalez. On today's episode, we have one of our great friends, and we are excited to unfold this conversation that we've been having. Welcome to the show, Wendy Henley. What is going on? Hello, friends. It is such an incredible honor to be <laughs> here with you guys, and I'm so excited because you guys are just fun. You're not only amazing, you're just fun. So are oh, you. And Thank it gets you. really fun when all three of us get together. <laughs> yeah. So I don't know what's going to happen today on this episode, but it's going to be fire. And you live in one of our favorite places in the whole nation. You are from Texas. What's the saying go? Everything's bigger in Texas. True right? fact. My my hair is evidence of that. (laughs) I am craving barbecue now. Oh, why did you do that? Oh, Oh, man. Wendy, thank you so much for being on today. I am so excited for listeners to get to know you a little more. For those that may not know you, can you just share a little bit about yourself, some of your passions and what you do? Absolutely. Yeah. Um, I am. I just really am grateful that um, I am a wife and a mom. My husband and I have been married now for 25 years. I'm a mom to two amazing kids, a um, 21-year-old son and an 18-year-old daughter. And um, I am an author. I am a prophetic voice, an intercessor, all the things, loving God, loving people. I'm an avid runner. I love nature. It's um, Matt and Desi can attest to um, seeing my background picture of uh, Upper Mohawk in Breckenridge, Colorado. I just love, love, love to hear the Lord and all the many different ways um, that he speaks. He's such a profound author and creator. And so that just is a little bit about me. Come on. You know, it's I like to think about running. I don't know if uh, I like running, but... Uh, <laughs> I wish I did. I wish I did. You are an avid runner. You've done yeah. some marathons, right? I have. I've done several marathons and a few ultra marathons also, which is anything above 26 miles. Um, it's called an ultra. So Okay. Yeah. Hold on. So there's marathons. I didn't even know. There's marathons and there's ultra marathons? There are ultra marathons, yes, and and actually, believe it or not, in um, the running world, I'm kind of a little baby because a 50k is just like the basic ultra. So, <laughs> wow. So you've done ultra marathons. Does that mean you're an ultra woman? Ultra woman? Would yes, you- yes. <laughs> My husband calls me ultra mama. Come on, ultra mama. Yeah. That. So you know, one of the things you highlighted is that you're an author, but also a prophetic voice and. You know, that's one that we, we wanted to talk about on the episode today because you've been one of the most profound, accurate, prophetic voices that we know. There's several people that we love to talk to when, when things are happening, you know, in the spirit and uh, also your book. We're going to talk about that in a little bit. But there's a lot going on in our nation right now. Mm-hmm. Oh, I mean, this year, I mean, if there was ever a time to have a reset button for a year, I think 2020 would be that year. <laughs> oh, I wish we could just fast forward. Let's let's start 2021 like next week. Like, but it's just so crazy right now. And you know, one of the things that uh is happening right now is there's just been a lot of fear. You can feel it 
in our nation. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've even noticed when I go to stores now, you could just, uh, you know, before the pandemic hit, I didn't really feel the spirit of fear in many stores. Now, as I'm out shopping, you can just feel it. It's so thick in the atmosphere. I know a lot of prophetic voices have talked about, you know, fear and overcoming fear. But very rarely have I heard anything practically, like practical strategies, how we can overcome fear. You know, and I think when we talk about fear and what that looks like, you know, I think there's some obvious fears, fear of the virus, fear of, you know, um, just things going on in our nation, losing money, losing money and finances. Okay. Those are all kind of in your face kind of fears, but there's also these underlying things that are more, I feel like go straight for your identity. And, you know, it goes to like fear of making decisions right now, fear of Mm -hmm. stepping into anything God's calling you to do. I mean, I know we've, we've talked about this with you and you have so much great insight on it. And we would love to hear kind of your thoughts on that. And what would you tell those that are experiencing these kind of fears? Yeah, that's so good. Thank you guys. You guys are so amazing. Um, you know, the one thing I want to address just really quickly, cause I always feel like, um, I'm a former teacher in vocation, but also just like, I, I can't help, but just teach, you know, it just comes well, out of me. And you said something I feel like is very important that I would love to just really speak into those feelers and those um, intercessors, especially right now, as you said, you, you know, that feeling um, that when you go in the store and how you feel the atmosphere. And, and one of the things that I found um, that I've seen the Christian community fall prey to, unfortunately, is to become really um, to succumb to it. And to become a victim of it and then almost have like a badge that says like, oh, I feel and feeling so like. And so one of the things I feel very, very passionate about is that we are atmosphere shifters. So when, you know, you you go in and 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 I was telling, you know, you Matt and Desiree this before we got on is is I feel such a charge for the body of Christ we are the forerunners of all spiritual enlightenment. So it, it is our duty to come in to agreement with the Lord and to shift those things. So when we go in a store, people are like, they're drawn to us. They can't, they're, they're trying to social distance, but they can't because they can feel such a peace because we literally, there's just a radiance of Christ and his peace that we carry. And so I feel that strongly as a charge um, for the body of Christ. And so with that, in this last season, I have been really just digging deeply in with the Lord and what that has, um, what has come out of that is just what you were saying, kind of some different activations. And that's, um, I have, you know, a current devotional that uh, the activations are about hearing the Lord in different ways that maybe you haven't heard, you know, him before, but also about just really evaluating some mindsets that um, keep you from hearing. And then the, the one that I'm working on right now is about abiding. And if we're really going to abide in that perfect love that casts out all fear, we have to practice. You know, um, my mentor the other day, um, we were in Colorado and I was visiting with her and she said, you know, um, the reason why we see a lot of new age people doing some things that we want to be doing um, is because they practice. And I'm like, uh-huh, that's the truth, you know? And so, and of course I'm 
preaching to the choir with you guys, because that's what you guys teach. You know, it's it's practicing the activation. But I think to some degree, we have this mindset in the bo- in the mass body of Christ, maybe not in our niche, but definitely in the mass body of Christ, that there's something unholy about practicing. I mean, Brother Lawrence wrote the book, Practicing the Presence, you know. And so um, for me, that's very, very important. And, and, and it's out of that essence of me practicing that I am writing the next devotional, which is hope in the abiding, staying connected to God in your everyday life. This is so good because, you know, one of the things that we taught in our school several years ago, we had a whole uh, uh, session that we did on shifting atmospheres. And you see this in, in uh, this is a biblical principle. Many people want to learn how to shift an atmosphere, but they don't want to learn how to carry an atmosphere. Come on. And the first principle of shifting the atmospheres is learning how to carry. And you can't carry unless you're abiding. Come on. And I see so many Christians trying to shift atmospheres and then they get beat up. And the reason they get beat up is because the atmosphere on the outside is greater than the atmosphere they're carrying. That's and, so good. And we don't know how to carry. We don't know how to abide. And I'm excited about your book because this is such a timely need right now. If we're going to shift atmospheres and carry an atmosphere of earth, we have to abide. This is so, so, so good. Um, Wendy, okay, so here's my question because this is this is my practical side coming out, right? Like everything you're saying and the ones listening, I know they're like, yes, yes, yes. Like I believe, I agree, I want to do that, that, yes, but what would you tell the listener that is learning? They're in these the early stages. They're like, okay, I really want to know how to do that. I really want to step into that. I want to know how to shift atmospheres. I want to know how to carry atmospheres. What would you tell that person that is just learning and um, that, you know, some steps maybe even they can take to, to walk it out in their lives? So um, I want to just touch on one little principle that I know is deeply, deeply um, precious to your guys' heart. And that is one is first is identity and about, you know, understanding that you're you're a son. So um, that if you are struggling with the understanding of sonship, you have to start there. Because everything, you're going to get beat up, like Matt said, if you don't understand your identity and that you are a partaker of the divine nature, that you ultimately are, you are seated with Christ in heavenly places, that greater is he and you than he that's in the world. And, and the other thing I would say is that you cannot, um, if you if you don't fully know who you are, you're going to condemn yourself. So the the enemy doesn't have to beat you up. You're just, you're already beat up. You know, you go in with a dual mindset. Um, that says, you know, what, you know, in James, it talks about being double minded. So on one hand, you go like, oh, I want to be an atmosphere shifter. But then on the other hand, you don't fully believe that you're all that God says who you are, who you are. And so if you if you're struggling with that, that has to be the very first place that you start is with identity. You know, I think oftentimes we want to do the things and it's like you've got to be the things. And, and, and as you're being, you know, uh, the essence of all that stuff just comes out of you. It can't help it, you know, then you can, yeah, practice the, the abilities, but let's just say you're, you're, you're good. You're doing well. You're like, I believe it. I'm excited. I want to move on to that. Um, then I think the biggest thing is that with Christians, we, a lot of times think, um, we don't validate the fact that we have got to really, um, 
pay attention to the thoughts that go through our head. I think it's super easy to quote the scripture, you know, take every thought captive unto the obedience of Christ. But are we really? But are we really? Okay, so when we walk into a grocery store and um, someone is rude or, um, you know, we feel like we're getting gypped or, um, you know, just something random, even somebody runs over your foot with a cart, you know, like something random. What what is our response? And then throughout the day, as we are walking through life, what are our responses and how are we not just our responses? Because I think that's a, a really easy way to manage. I mean, you got to start there. But let's start with how we're thinking to begin with. Let's start with the idea that guess what? Every person created on this planet is a child of God. They might not be enlightened to the fact that they are, but God created them. And so, um, and so, you know, just having value, having honor. You guys are so amazing about being people of honor. I think that's huge. Um, And that's one of the things um, that I say. So um, whenever you're talking about mindsets is, do I have a mindset of honor? So Mm -hmm. am I honoring creation? Because it is, I mean, that is part of being modeling the love of the living God is to honor creation. And it's not just, you know, um, it, that you can't departmentalize what that looks like. And I think as Christians, we oftentimes, I don't know, again, this is a, this is Western Christianity. I'm not familiar with any other Christianity. I don't know how it is in other cultures, but in American Christianity, I feel like it's very easy to compartmentalize and then justify why we think that way, why we judged that person, why we condemned ourselves. And that has to be what we address is coming to the Lord with um, an open hand of, Lord, I receive the love of who you are, who I am, and who all of those around me are. And so um, right there, that is what, um, you know, we talk about whatever you honor, you multiply, then you're going to multiply that in your life. So that right there is even a very practical way of when you're walking that grocery store, if you're honoring if you say, I'm going to honor people, um, you know, I love TJ loves to quote John Maxwell on this. John Maxwell says that he sees a 10 on everybody's forehead, that that's how valuable they are. Wow. You know, if we begin to uh, instead of walking in and we have a win, what I always say, a win win mindset that I'm here to honor people and God's always uh, looking out for me. Things are always working out for me. Romans 828. I'm not getting gypped, you know, all of a sudden. You begin to carry that and then people can feel literally you're, you've now created a capacity to carry what you said, that glory of the Lord and that love. And then guess what? You are a true conduit. And it's not even something that you the only real intentionality is for you to keep your mind um, on the things that honor God, you know, um, I hate to even say that as a cliche, because I feel like there is an upgrade in language. There's an upgrade of understanding and um, just little caveat. Christians need to stop being scared of, of words that sound new age because sorry, they got those words from somewhere. Okay. They didn't make them up. So let's just be okay with the word consciousness and being one with God and, and, and having, you know, the word says enlighten the eyes of our understanding. Let's get an upgrade and be okay with that. So, you know, one of the things I've said is that it's not new age, it's new Testament. 
And mm-hmm. and the reason I believe that is that you know what what has happened, and this is why I believe you have been raised up for as a voice for such a time as this, Wendy, is that the North American church, we have moved away so far from our spirituality. Mm. Like we, we, we've gotten a lot of good teaching, you know, we've gotten, you know, a lot of good pastoral, but the one who brought us to the dance, the one who showed up as the promise, the Holy spirit in the book of acts that Jesus came to make way for, it's like, we've gotten so far away from spirituality that we're so dry. And when Mm. you're dry, when you have religious circles, then what happens, you know, the enemy's always waiting to take the stage away from believers. And when we vacant a place that was meant for us, he will step on the stage and create a perversion of that. And this is why I love what you're saying is because of the fact that you are right. A lot of the new age uh, teachings or even some of the phrases were actually actually biblical and they just changed the concept. They changed some of the language and so now Christians are so afraid to be a part of that because they think like, well, if I do this or, or I say that, then it's and then it's demonic. Like when New Agers say, hey, you have an aurora. There's an aurora about you. Or there's I, I'm reading that. In actuality, the Bible says we are the aroma of Christ. We carry right. an atmosphere. We are uh-huh. the light. When he said we are the light of the world, that wasn't just a nice Christian phrase. Science has proven that we have light in our very cells and that the light that we give off is actually connected to our mindset. Science has proven this and they only proven what Jesus said in the word of God, that you are the light of the world. And that's why a person can walk into a room with somebody who's angry, not even know them and feel anger. Absolutely. That's what they're projecting. And so, Wendy, I love this. I love what you, you just you're you're releasing fire right now. And uh, and but doing it in such a practical way. And so one of the ways that you were seeing was honor and honor does go so far. Like mm-hmm. like it is really a key and helps shift the mindset. So I, I love this. What are some other practicals that the listener can take away right now? I know I don't know if you want to talk a bit, a little bit about your book or um, just uh, some principles on how we could begin to shift the atmosphere, specifically even fear. You know, it goes back to. If you're going to overcome fear, you have to walk in perfect love. And so I literally have just been saturated with 1 Corinthians 13. So let's just start there, friends. Are you honoring patience in your life? Because love is patient. You know, Um, are you honoring kindness? Um, Again, we cannot justify being unkind. There is absolutely, there's nothing um loving about being unkind. So as you begin to um, some of the activations that I have um, in the new book is doing just that, because again, whatever the word says, right, to meditate on whatever is a good report, virtuous, you know, praiseworthy. And the reason we are called to think on those things is because we are co-creators with Christ. So what kind of atmosphere are we going to create? That means that we have to be okay with, and, and you know, I find patience so freeing, okay, because especially as a a Western, you know, Christian, 
I haven't been a lot of places in, around the world, but I do remember, um, especially, well, in, in just the other countries I've been in, period, the, the pace is just slower. There's not this whole, like, um, I appreciate honoring people's time. I appreciate being on time and prompt and so forth. But the emphasis on just relaxing and enjoying and not being bound because, you know, and, and this is something else that that goes back to is if you're impatient, you, that means you're allowing time to govern you instead of you governing time. Wow. Mm-hmm. You know, so then why are you a victim to time? So there's seats. Do you see that there's again, we don't realize these victim mindsets that we take like I'm well, I have to do blah, blah, blah. I mean, I was even thinking about this this morning as I'm having my my time with the Lord. And um, I've heard several, several stories about how people have been, you know, and, and Matt and Desi, this is I'm sure happened to you guys, too, where you're spending time with the Lord and you think it's been like 30 minutes. It's been like two hours and it's been like 10 minutes. And so, you know, that's rich time. And so um, we just, if we just really trust that one, taking time, being patient, that things will work out and we don't put our own hustle, we don't put our own fallen nature that is uh, at the beginning, you know, at the beginning of time, they, and at the fall, they had to start, you know, um, striving. We are, we're not, we're free from that. Christ freed us from that. So just literally meditating on just taking the freedom of patience. You know, like I said, first Corinthians, take every, every, um, every attribute of love and just meditating on that and practicing. That's part of what I, I encourage people to do is practice that. And so, you know, people will say, don't pay, pray for patience because God's going to test you. And then you're going to, you know, go through a bunch of junk. Oh, my gosh. Guess what, friends? How about just say I choose just like you choose to work out and you choose to build your muscles. I choose to practice. I choose to practice. So that's a very I mean, and again, what if I walk in with patience and Especially, do you know the gift of dignity that that gives people when you, again, I I always think about going, whether you're at a restaurant or you're at a grocery store, you're getting your oil changed, whatever. If I'm practicing the patience because I have access to more patience than I need, if I'm practicing and honoring patience, guess what? Everybody around me is going to feel the freedom to be in that patience also. They can feel a peace about it. So wow. just right there, practice that kind of practicing, that kind of honoring, not being scared, not saying things like this is something else. Stop saying it's hard. Christians, stop saying it's hard. Uh-huh. And the word says that obedience is better than sacrifice. That tells me right there, if you're just listening to Holy Spirit and you're saying yes, then you're not toiling in a way that sacrifice will ask you to toil. Wow. So I want to ask you something, Wendy, for the listener, uh, specifically those who are even mothers. Okay. You are a prophetic voice. You're an author. You're a mom. You have uh, several kids, uh, one going to college, one, uh, you know, you're just talking about your son. And, and uh, also you have this business thing. You have all these things going for you. And, and, and it's just so amazing. What would you give the listener just some practical tips 
Because once again, we live in a society that actually puts value on busyness. And yet we're talking about the sources abiding, like coming out of fear. You're talking about abiding. What are some practical things you do in the midst of your busyness? Because you're mm-hmm. a go-getter. You, mm-hmm. You're not, you're not lazy. Like you just, you know, you believe in hard work and all that, but your source has been abiding. You've been talking about this. You mm-hmm. even in your book that you have coming out. What are some things that you do in your everyday life that you practice that you can impart to the listener right now? You know, that's so good because that's been um, huge. We went through a big transition where we um, helped start a business and then we sold our shares. And then that meant starting, you know, more businesses so that we could have, you know, income. And um, my husband is an incredible um, entrepreneur and leader, and he is so teachable and so humble. And uh, a lot of people just see him like, oh, he's so powerful, but he listens whenever I say, you know, this is what I really feel like we should do. We should think on. And some of the things are that one, believing that things are always working out for us. Mm-hmm. Okay. You have to have that. If you do not have Romans eight twenty eight drilled into your very being and understand, you're always going to look for how you're losing. It's how you're going to, you might lose. You might, what wow. if, what if, what if? So we just said, no, we thank you, God. You know, I, I love, I think it's Bethel has that um, declaration about, you know, surprises in the mail and, you know, um, you know, checks and, you know, all the things. Hey, guess what? That's practically, that's what we do. We practically thank God for his provision and we 100% believe like that we, and, and this is the thing, there's no condemnation. If you're struggling in that belief, yep. then I just love the the um, the story where that dad said to Jesus um, when he was asking him to heal his son. He was like, "But help my unbelief. I believe, but help my unbelief." I love that because it, he he's like gladly, you know. And so you have to release yourself from condemnation. So we release ourselves. Uh, every day we're constantly, we do not allow condemnation to come in. We don't, you know, shaming each other or letting condemnation come in at all. We just say, no, we're not going to do that. Um, um, and then we look for the win-win and then we believe in abundance. We believe that it's there for us. Again, if you're obedient, if you're following the promptings of Holy Spirit, then you don't have to sit here and think like I got to, Oh, God is, you know, asking me to sacrifice this so that I can have that. That is that um, again, that's a works mindset. Whenever you just say, I am a kid of God and I'll follow whatever he tells me to do. And I have everything I need in order to make it happen. Then you follow it. You do it. You guys, you guys teach this amazing. Follow it, do it. Um, and don't be scared. Don't be scared. And that's the thing just what we were, you were saying is that, um, you know, our our mutual friend, uh, Pedro Adeo, he says, yeah. like, there's no risk. It, it, there's no risk. Romans 28 says there's no risk. And it's wow. really true. But but in American culture, like you, you know, Desi, you mentioned that about like missing it. I'm going to miss it. Well, if you have a mindset that you're going to miss it, guess what? You're going to miss it because you're creating a reality of missing it. Let's create a reality that says, I won't miss it. I follow the voice of the living God. His sheep know 
um, his voice. And I know my father's voice. I will not. It doesn't matter if you just became a Christian yesterday. I don't care. You have the full Holy Spirit inside of you. And therefore you can hear Holy Spirit. You have to practice and you have to say yes. And just be, I mean, I'm telling you, I, you guys know this. Y'all have heard so many stories. You've heard Heidi Baker talk about how she stands on her head and doing crazy stuff. And, you know, like we can't have fear that if I follow this, then what's my, you know, what's my friend going to say? What's my, um, what does this mean? What if I, I mean, I, I practice this like small ways whenever I'm running, like, I'll just be like, which way do I turn this way? Holy spirit, like which way? And I'll just, it's practicing small things like that. If you're, if you're nervous about doing the big things and following Holy Spirit, then then follow the small things, but start practicing and don't dismiss it. And that's part of what I tell um, people in my current devotional, Hope in the Hearing, is what it looks like to honor the voice of the Lord in your everyday life and not dismiss it. Because you can't you can't um, overcome and do like exactly what you're saying if you don't practice getting comfortable following it um, and it's stepping out there. It's stepping out there um, consistently. It's, it's telling your, it's telling your waiter, your waitress, uh, Hey, I really feel like, you know, that um, I'm a Christian. I really feel like that, that this is what God's saying to me about you. Um, Can I, can I pray for you or can, you know, not being scared, you know? So my family has seen, I, I really got off on this because of business, but I think it's very important because if this is a principle, you can't take it to your business if you don't do it every single day. If you're not willing to tell that that cashier um, a word of encouragement, you can't develop a business plan that can you can be sure that you're going to follow Holy Spirit as you're walking it out. And so for for us, that is it is that practicing it every single day, um, the small things so that we can execute on the big things and having a mindset that we're God's kids and that um, we, we can't miss it. We just can't miss it. We walk in abundance. We walk in abundance, period. There's absolutely nothing else. Nobody can tell me anything different, you know. So hope that I, answers. I know that. that was a long <laughs> No, I, I love that because so one of the things I love is that you are a wordsmith. And I love this. You go after you go after spirit, but you also are a wordsmith. And one of the things I, I, I love, and this is actually something I've been practicing, because we're talking about abiding in his presence. And many times we don't understand part of abiding in his presence is becoming the word. Mm. Like Jesus became the word. And I feel like we haven't become the word because we don't know how to work the word. Like we don't wow. know how to work it. And so Good. one of the things that I've been practicing and I've been even just seeing it throughout my day with my mindset and just even carrying his presence is uh, I'll get up in the morning and just look for a scripture on identity. And then mm-hmm. what I'll do is I'll start declaring that over and over, whether it's like singing it as a song or, or like yesterday uh, before I was about to do an online conference, I, the word that I kept going, I am the righteousness in Christ. I am righteousness in Christ Jesus. I am righteousness. Like, like this is who I am. I am the righteousness in Christ Jesus. Yeah. And so that when I start declaring it and I start working it and I begin to bite in it. And so now what happens is wherever there's a situation in these righteousness, guess what? I'm stepping up that day because I know this is who I am. And I love that you have those practical steps that you're actually giving people and even your book. I mean, your book, people can get your book right now. It's on Amazon, correct? Is that? Yes. Is that the way yes. To, to get it? My, my first devotional, Hope in the Hearing. 
um, um, hearing God in your everyday life is on Amazon. And you can just look up Wendy Henley and Hope in the Hearing and that will come up. And yeah, there that's, you know, the beauty you guys have were honored me and, and wrote um, a, a forward or a, a, a um, you know, encouragement for that. So uh, thank you so much for that. And um, yeah, that's, it's all about, it's not just about devotion. It's about how to practice. How do you practice hearing God every day? Love it. Come on, come on. Wow. Can you give one principle, Wendy, right now out of your current book of Hearing the Voice of God uh, for the listener, just to give them a taste? Yes. And it goes back to what I said at the very beginning, and that is honor. Honor his voice. Honor. That means that you do not dismiss. We oftentimes dismiss that precious, sweet, sweet whisper of the Lord. And, um, and so I would say whether he's speaking to you through nature or just like you said, I love a song or, um, maybe repetitive numbers like that. You do not dismiss things, call them coincidences, um, which is, you know, just a trap. I feel like, uh, of minimizing that we honor the voice of the Lord, that he's speaking all the time. Come on. So, so good. Thank you so much, Wendy, for coming on today. It's been so rich. (laughs) So can you tell the listener um, where they can follow you, able to glean from you and check out your resources? Sure, absolutely. Uh, You can look me up on Facebook, Wendy Henley. I am also on Instagram, Super Chick Henley. And um, you can, again, you can check out my devotional on Amazon, Hope in the Hearing. And I would love to connect with anyone that would also one of the things that I do is if you would like to order a personalized copy with a word of encouragement in it, you can message me on Facebook or DM me on um, Instagram and we can get that personalized copy for you and um, sent out. Come on. Well, thank you for being on the show today, Wendy. We really enjoyed it. Make sure to check out the show notes to see how to follow Wendy and keep up. Also, go check out her book. Get it on Amazon right now. It is amazing. I love how it's spiritual, but yet practical and has such active. I'm big on activation. So anything that has activations, I'm going to grab it. I encourage you to get it. And it's going to be awesome. Once again, remember, family is where life begins. Destiny is found. Identity is enhanced. And love never ends. If this podcast has enriched your life, make sure to rate, review, and subscribe. And would you share this podcast with a friend or family member as it will help us extend our reach. Thank you for listening to the show today. Until next time, this is Matt Gonzalez. And this is Desiree Gonzalez. We are out. Be blessed. We hope that you enjoyed today's episode of the Matt and Des Experience. This podcast exists to inspire and motivate you to transform the world around you. Continue the journey with Matt and Des Gonzalez by liking them on Facebook and checking out mattanddes.com where you can discover more resources. If this podcast has impacted you, please subscribe and review wherever you listen to your podcast.